Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average show and their hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams, and you're listening to episode 39. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hope that you are having a great deer season so far. If it's kicked off for you, I'm pretty sure every state is underway, but not everybody goes out and goes crazy early season. I know a lot of people like to wait. Uh, I am not one of those people. I've been out four times and hunted the same spot three of the four times. And two nights ago, I had uh, my first success. And a uh, quick story to lead up to that, I uh, the night before that, on Saturday night, I took out a brand new hunter named Corey. Uh, I think he's my age. He's like 34, 35, and uh, he's wanted to just get into hunting. I had, I had so, he, he doesn't have a bow yet, so he just wants to come and experience hunting, and he's taking his hunter safety course. And so try to get him up in a tree, and I'll just be flat honest and to the point i stink at hanging hang on stands it's part of the reason i switched over to a saddle uh, system i'm just not real good at it and i could not get that that heavy millennium it's a 19 pound millennium stand uh i could not get the chain to go around and hook in and, and feel secure and it, he's never climbed a tree before so Corey ended up filming from the ground that night and um and he filmed a doe coming in at last light, and I, uh, I had just enough light to, to feel confident in my pins, but the problem was she ran out to a field after busting us. Instead of going into the woods, she went out into this field, and uh, we're hunting a new property. My neighbor gave me permission to hunt, so I'm kind of learning this. But she goes out. I guessed her to be about 35, 40, and I think she was only 30, and I shot right over her back. Well, the next night, I went. I had a birthday party. This is Sunday, and I had a birthday party I was going to go to, and um, didn't think I was going to hunt. It was rainy, super rainy all day long. Came home and told my wife. I said, you know, I'd like to uh, like to go out if I could, either tonight or tomorrow night, because this weekend we are headed to Vermont to celebrate our 10-year anniversary, and so I'm not going to be able to hunt for a while. She said, well, I'll just go tonight. Well. Then it becomes, where do I go? And I realize I still have corn. Like, we busted some deer out of there. Those deer blew out of there. So most likely, that corn pile that I'd put out is still there. In Ohio, you're allowed to bait. And I know everybody has debates over whether or not you should bait. But for me, I'm trying to kill an early season doe. That's my goal. I want to get that out of the way. I want to put the meat in the freezer. And then I can focus on the bucks. I, I hate getting into November, passing on does. I've ate my tag a few years since I've started bow hunting. And uh, did not want to do that this year years so put out the corn so I go back up there it's pouring rain I kind of have a little rough setup I forget my GoPro back at the the um, I forget my GoPro and my and my rangefinder back at the four-wheeler and I get up in this stand in this tree and I'm, I realize once I get up there um, I climb up about 30 feet I am like I do not have a great shot to the corn pile itself so I'm going to have to shoot a deer before it gets there but I concealment wise I am concealed like I have really good cover and uh, didn't um, see anything. I got poured on the rain, kind of covered my scent up, uh, which was a good thing. And so basically I'm sitting up on this, this oak tree overlooking a corn pile in this field, and then I got like a little patch of woods behind me. And uh, that borders about 600-some acres, so they could really come from anywhere. About 7 o'clock, I look off to my right and clear across the field up in this little sliver patch of woods, out pops this doe and a, and a big fawn. Would have been a, maybe another small doe, but I'm pretty sure it was her fawn, but it was not you know, fully grown. And, um, and they're just there chilling, and they're probably 100, 125 yards away, and I got great footage of them. 
and they look like they're going to go away, and then all of a sudden they just turn and start making their way my direction. And so I get excited, start trying to think things through, and um, how I'm going to do this. And so I got my camera arm, my camera that I'm I'm trying to film this. But I've also decided I'm going to take since I don't have my GoPro, I'm just going to take my camera on my phone and just put. It, I have a, a mount on my stabilizer for my phone, so I put that in there, got everything ready. Well, this doe gets to about 70 yards, I think. I don't have my rangefinder once again, so limiting myself to 30 and under. And uh, she starts acting a little spooky. So I'm like, oh, man, what's what's going on? Is she picking up? And I think she was picking up where I had walked in, but I had put some nose jammer on my boots, and I think the rain was enough that it covered it. And so she makes her way all the way in and basically goes right underneath my stand. Unfortunately, I did not have my main camera pointed in the spot where she stopped. I had it pointed in another spot, but I did have my phone on my, my stabilizer uh, recording as she walked right underneath my stand, probably 10 to 15 yards, and I double lung this doe. And was very confident in the shot, felt really good about it, took my time getting down, tried to go track, and I couldn't find the blood. I wasn't, I, in the heat of the moment, I just didn't see exactly where, where she ran to. I should have paid more attention to that. And so I went and got my neighbor, and my headlamp died, so I had to go get a spotlight. But we tracked, and we kind of realized we, we weren't on any blood trail. We were just guessing. So we came back to where the arrow was, which was great blood, you know, great blood at the arrow. But no, it, it, because it had rained, it was so hard to see the blood. You really had to look on the leaves. But you could finally we found the trail and followed it about 70 yards, and it took us a while. But there she was piled up. And uh, using a leap bow and uh, using um, dead meat broadheads, 125 grain dead meat uh, g5 dead meat broadheads and man they put a big hole and i'm not sponsored i'm just telling you what i was using and man it was it was such a great feeling and uh, actually because i'm going out of town i took her to the processor we're getting deer sticks which my wife loves and and uh, deer um deer burger man i can't talk today but anyway Super excited to have that under my belt and just feel more confident now that if I do see a buck, I've already gone through the motions of harvesting a doe and I know what I need to do with the camera. I know what I need to do with my phone if I've got it. And so I, you know, I've executed a shot successfully already. And so super pumped about that. Uh, Shutting Light Outdoors, we've had some action. Uh, one of our contributors, Josh, shot a buck on public land and he's going to be coming on the podcast hopefully next week, maybe at the intro. Uh, have him on, have him tell that story super i mean super nice 10 point buck and uh, he's got a video that will be coming out and um, so wanted to tell you that quick story uh you know we're going on seven minutes now here but uh just want to tell you how the season's going for me i'm probably going to take a break for a, at least a week before i come back out and i'm going to be focusing on bucks from here on out so there's the little intro for you. Uh, today we're going to jump into our interview and uh, kind of a unique interview because I sat down in person with Casey Parsons and Cammie Starkey. Uh, this is a college couple uh, going to Ohio Valley University, which is the college close by that I went to. It's a small Christian university. And Casey is a big time hunter, grew up hunting. He'll tell you all about that. And last year, Cammie got into hunting for the first time. And as beginners sometimes do, she had some beginners luck and has a great story and I am going to share their video also on my Instagram page um, if you want to check that out it'll be worth you checking uh, and seeing a very exciting hunt so anyway enough rambling enough me going on and on we're going to jump in here with Casey and Cammie hope you enjoy this one 
All right, guys, I am actually sitting down. Uh, it's very rare that I sit down with a guest face-to-face. -face. It's usually over Skype that I do these. Uh, but these guys, and I'm with two people today, uh, talking about some great hunting stories. I have Casey and I have Cammy. Welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. So uh, Casey, we'll go ahead and, well, actually, ladies first. Cammy, go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. Tell folks about you, where you're from, and all that good stuff. Um, I'm Cammie. I am a senior at Ohio Valley University. I am from Steubenville, Ohio, and I run track, cross country, and I'm studying psychology. Oh, cool. I didn't know about the psychology part, so I, I have to be careful, Casey, about... <laughs> a little bit. What She'll I, judge you. She'll judge me. <laughs> analyze. All right, Casey, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. My name is Casey. I go to Ohio Valley University as well, so I'm local with you. I'm from Marietta, technically, but I'm closer to Belprey. Um, I run or I wrestle in college, and that's about it for me outside of hunting. Hunting is my life and everything else with fishing. Can't forget fishing. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, you know, I've met you guys through church, and so um, kind of getting you guys getting to know you guys. And I will save a story for a little bit later about how I really I didn't even know that you guys were into hunting that much until Cammy had a story, and we'll, we'll save that for a little bit later on, about her first year hunting and just some excitement that went with that. But I thought we kind of start with just kind of a general, um, you know, how did you guys meet? How did, um, you know, how did that all go down? Oh, man, we've been, so, like, I wrestled in high school, and her dad is a high school wrestling coach, which is kind of weird. So we've met, like, multiple times, but we didn't, like, talk. We've just kind of ran into each other. Our parents would talk in wrestling tournaments for, like, the past, what, four or five years yeah. now? And so we still, like, we're in the same room multiple times, but then we finally met at Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness. <laughs> then we're then I was injured, and we met in the trainer's office at the again, college, yeah. and then and then we met again through a friend. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's just been like it's been like an on and off thing, but we finally really met. As Planet Fitness. Planet is when we first Fitness started talking. was yeah, and then it's a romantic place. You yeah, know, like purple and sweat. You know, I was so. cutting weight. I was in. I was. Uh, <laughs> I had like five pounds to lose that night, and she sat there and watched me die in sweat. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, well, Casey, we'll, we'll hop into how you guys started hunting together, but let's go back to your background. How long, you've been hunting for a oh, long time, right? Oh, man, since, probably since I was five or six years old, I think. I think I shot my first buck when I was six. Cool, wow, yep. six years old. Yep. Tell us that story. How did that go down? Well, I was going out to pick up my uncles, and they were already out in the field and everything, and me and my dad were walking through this cut hay field, and there's this nice buck standing up on the hillside. It's just a basket eight, probably about a 100-inch deer. And as my first deer pulled up that 12 gauge, and Dad held the end of the barrel for me, and I just <laughs> busted the thing, and it, I never would imagine I would hit it because it was actually a pretty far shot. It's kind of same same thing with her. So, and but I dropped it, and that, I got hooked ever since then. I mean, I was every year I was just begging to go out, begging to go out, and it was nice. And I got my little Rossi 410 that I started out on, and it was nice. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So you kind of get into deer hunting, and you have success early on I'm a little jealous I think it took me 10 years to shoot my first but uh so you get your first deer um did you hunt anything else or was it just mainly whitetails so whenever I first started I hunted I only gun hunted too I started when I was six and I gun hunted and actually I shot a buck every year until I was 14. wow the smallest deer I ever shot was an 8.2 so like I was killing consecutive like 100 120 inch eight points from six years old to 14. And then whenever how, I, how are you doing that? For guys that are listening to this, are like they're jealous of you right now, and <laughs> probably don't like you. They're probably gonna go like Cammy. But I mean, how, how literally? How are you killing a buck every year? I was I I lived in the woods. I where where we're from. I mean, you know as well as I do. There's nothing to do. So as I was a kid, my parents wouldn't let me take a gun in the woods. But by golly, I was out there every morning for daylight. If my dad couldn't go, I was out there just watching deer. I would go out and for fun, I'd just go watch them and I'd see how close I get to them and I would just learn their patterns. 
and I learned that hedge apples, crab apples, whatever you want to call them, were the key to success around my house. And really? so every every uh, deer season, me and Dad would just be sitting above a set of hedge apples, and I'd kill a nice buck every year. That is really good to know. I mean, I know where there's some hedge apples, yep. so that might change my. <laughs> we were talking before we hit the record button about my debate on where I'm going to hunt. This there's a cold front coming in that we're excited about. Yes, so. Sir. I have to think about the hedge apples. Change okay. of what, 30 or 40 degrees? I think so. It's going to go from like 90 to 40 in two days. So. <laughs> Crazy. That's going to be awesome. So um, I know that you've picked up a bow. So how is that transition from gun? Are you still a gun hunter? Do you um, do primarily bow or how does that work for you? I'm mainly bow. So whenever I turned 14, I switched into bow hunting. I got my first, I started on a crossbow and it was it was just like a gun, and I only used it for a year. So whenever I got 15, then I bought my first compound bow. And ever since 15, so the past six years, I've just been strictly – I mean, during deer season, if, like, I'll shoot a deer for, like, a family member for Christmas present or something, get it processed, and just deer meat around here is, like, gold. I mean, you right. can trade it off for anything. Yeah. And so I started using a compound bow when I was about 15, and it's been – amazing it changed my life like it really has like i mean it, it gives you a whole new perspective for the outdoors like yeah. it brings you closer it brings you like more work like everything is just more when it comes to hunting because i mean you can shoot a deer with a gun from 100 150 yards yeah compound but i won't shoot past 30 i can shoot past 30 i just don't there's a lot of things that can happen in the air yeah and so then I started trying to, I've yet to kill a turkey with my compound bow but i've been trying to kill turkeys with compound bow so it's kind of Open it up. I want to start bow fishing. So if you know the boat, I know. actually do. I got a contact for you. I've done that Thanks. once, and it was uh, I loved it. It was awesome. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, you know that's that's a good point. There's nothing wrong. I mean, if guys want to use a crossbow, I, I don't have a problem with that. I know for me personally, it was similar. I came yeah. home from college, so your guys' age came home, and my dad had a, a ladder stand. You know, went up about ten feet, and <laughs> yeah. and he had a corn pile right there. And I took the crossbow, and you know, and I was out there maybe two hours and a buck walked out at last light eating corn underneath the corn feeder and I spined him like every deer I did you know and shot him high and had to, I had to shoot that deer three more times uh, one unknown fact is that I ran out of arrows and so I had to pull an arrow out of the deer in order to shoot it again because he just wouldn't die so, holy cow yeah so that was my crossbow experience <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, but once I switched to, to uh, compound it's just the excitement level went up a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. you know, being able to experience it, the adrenaline. I was talking to one of the, the teens that go to church here, and they, they used to crossbow for a while. But something about the cams and the peep sight and all that adds a little challenge. Yep. And so it gets the heart pumping a little There's bit. There's a lot more so. moving parts, a lot more ways to get spooked by the deer. So, Camby, before we hop into your story, Casey, I'm just going to put you on the spot. What is one of your most memorable um it could be gun or compound. What's your most memorable hunt that just kind of comes to mind whenever you look back on some of the deer you've been able to take? Easily, like for me, taking a deer wise would be the biggest buck I've taken, and it was, it was just a cluster. I was getting up out of the blind, and I had a, I had my girlfriend at the time with me. I mean, this was. Are you allowed to tell this story? I guess. I don't know. We'll find out real quick. It was like three or four years ago, and I was standing up. I, it was November 7th, and it was the pre-rut, and I had this buck. We hunted it. We called it the Bikini Bottom, and his name was Mr. Krabs. And so we were in the, we were in the blind. It was real foggy. It was like already 1130, and it was still foggy. out. It was, it was horrible. And so... I packed up. I was freezing. She she was packed up. My my quiver was in my backpack. My bow was in my hand, and she, we were unzipping it. And I look out, and broke through the fog was a 145 inch ten point, Mr. Krabs. Wow. So I sit down, and my camera was packed up. I started. That was the year I started filming. So I sit back down, and I get my quiver out, get an arrow knocked, 
She gets her phone out to record and hits the blind, drops her phone outside of the blind, hits the camera. <laughs> I pull my bow back. My rage catches the blind, opens the broadhead. Like, everything has gone wrong, and he's just standing there looking at us at seven oh, yards. No. From the blind, seven yards. I'm sitting here, so perfect double long shot, and he ran 30 yards. So, you, did you get your rage fixed? or I just shot it with it open. Oh, my I, goodness. At seven yards, I was like, dude, he's just 15 foot. Like, it's not going to go very far. Yeah. Like, so, I was like, I'm just going to I'm just gonna wing it. And I double long, perfect shot, 30 yards. That's my favorite story for myself. Yeah. But like all hunting, I think my favorite story would be Cammy's story. <laughs> Just because that, that brings like the whole new hype. I like taking people. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So, Cammy, back to you. Uh, you meet Casey. You guys mm-hmm. go to Planet Fitness and everything's magical. <laughs> um, so, how did you decide, or did, did Casey talk you into going hunting, or is this something that you decided that you wanted to do? How did you decide that you wanted to go hunting, having never done it before? Um, well, my dad and my uncles would always go when I was a kid, oh, but okay. since they were wrestling coaches, it kind of quit as I got older. But um, I didn't really have much of a choice with Casey. It was either <laughs> I went hunting or I didn't hang out with him. So okay, all right. <laughs> we just kind of started going with him, and um, I like being outside and stuff like that, but it was really interesting to learn all about it because I always thought it was just kind of like you walk around and hope you see something but there's so much more to it and it was really interesting to learn everything that he does and everybody else does to like get ready for it I guess yeah what I, since it's been so long since I've been a new hunter what, what are some of those surprising things that kind of uh, maybe didn't know about um I think come to mind being quiet yeah being quiet <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> That is the hardest part for me. I'm like, Casey, you see that squirrel over there? Look at that deer. You see that buck? It's huge. And he's like, shh. <laughs> like, I just want to talk the whole time. And ugh, I hate being quiet. <laughs> and um, I guess how much you have to prepare. Like I said, I always thought you just kind of went out and hope you saw something. I didn't think you, like, laid out corn or set up trail cameras or, like, scoped out areas. I just kind of thought it was all your luck for that day. <laughs> right. So you, you get into, um, when did you decide you're going to go hunting? Was it just you're going to go with him one day, or did you have to take a hunter safety course? How did the, the season get started for you? Um, I think whenever he went hunting for the first time, I just kind of went with him and watched and filmed if he shot anything. It was The first few times I just watched and saw pretty much what was done. And then I think the first time I actually went was the public land wasn't it like actually with the intent to shoot something no you we were because we were we were bow hunting at the house and you were going to shoot that buck and i ended up telling you to put the bow down because oh, it was my right. deer yeah. i had my, my hit, <laughs> i had my hit list to come in on this last year and she was ready crossbow up and i hadn't got her new bow yet yet so she's still using crossbow she had it up and she's ready to pull on this dude and i was like i zoomed in on the camera and i was like wait a second lower your bow and like, i moved the camera said. and i pulled <laughs> And I thought it was at 33 yards, and we were so hyped on the hills at 53, so I cut its belly hair off, and it was back on camera uh, three hours later. Perfectly fine. He okay. didn't leave, so. All right, so first one, he has you kind of pulled back away from Yeah. Him. Okay. Yeah. But but get this, her first for first two times in the woods, her first time being in the woods carrying a bow, she had a 180-inch eight-point stand in front of her. Mm-hmm. Second time she was in the woods carrying a gun, she had a 142-inch 12-point that she shot. Wow. So first two times actually carrying a... So what are you doing this Friday? Uh, <laughs> thinking maybe we should go hunting together. Um, so I'm just... That's incredible to have that experience. It, it blew my mind. I was yeah. like, I'm going to start bringing you all the time. Yeah, that's, that's very good luck. So, Cammy, you decide you're going to use a crossbow or you're going to use a gun whenever you go uh, last year. Last year, I didn't... I'd never had a bow, never shot a bow. So okay. Casey just gave me his crossbow to shoot because I've shot... 
guns plenty of times, so okay. I guess it was close enough. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Well, let's let's get into that hunt. I want to hear about the one that you did get. So how how did that all play out? Had you hunted a bunch up to that point, or were you just going in the woods first time? Um, that was the second hunt time, right? Yeah. The second time carrying, uh, carrying a weapon. I'd been in the woods every time Casey was in the woods, but most of the time I was just watching, learning, right. just kind of Sleeping, being there. Sleeping, eating. Sleeping, eating, talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So how did you get your buck? Um, well, we got up at like, what, 5.30? And I was like, we got up about 4.30. We got up road. at 4.30, so I was exhausted. It was an hour drive, and we hiked for two hours and we finally find a spot and you're so, on public land too, yeah right? public land and when she says two hours she's not kidding we're legitimately three and a half miles back into the woods mm-hmm. oh, wow. so we finally find a spot and i am just exhausted so we sit down and i ate a cookie and went to sleep and <laughs> right before i went to sleep i kind of remembered casey saying i don't like this spot i want to move i don't like this spot well, 15 minutes later, he's, like, shaking me, like, Cammy, Cammy. And I'm, like, oh, my gosh, he's going to make me move. I'm exhausted. So I'm kind of, like, pretending like I don't hear him, like, still asleep. And he's still shaking me, like, Cammy, Cammy, get up. And then he goes, there's a huge buck. So, of course, I sit right up, and I'm, like, where? <laughs> and so across, like, this valley, we can see the buck, and there's, like, what, three behind him? There's, three there's five total. There's four bucks and a doe. Yeah, just trailing right behind him. So Casey's like, get your gun up, get your gun up. Is this November or? This, this January. was January. It was a muzzle January, okay. No. Yeah. So I get my gun up and I had the, like a stand to make it steady and I'm shaking like a leaf, like just looking at this deer through my scope and um, it stops behind a tree and Casey's like, do you have a clear shot? And I'm like, well, I can see his stomach. Should I shoot him? And Casey's like, no, don't shoot him in the stomach. Don't shoot him in the stomach. And I'm like, all right, all right. Which she also knew before we went out. Like, I mean, I had my decoys up and everything. Like, I took her out. She shot the crossbow into the target. She knew where to shoot a deer. And that's why she was like, I have a stomach shot. Should I take it? And I'm like, no, just wait. Because we were afraid that, because he he saw us. Like, I mean, he was looking at us. I mean, I, I have the video of it. You can see him checking us out. But all the other bucks were just kind of milling through. And so I was like, just wait. He's going to step forward. So, yeah, he starts walking, and Casey's like, do you have a shot? And I'm like, yeah. So Casey goes like, and it stops right behind a tree. Yeah. <laughs> it stops right behind a tree. And I'm like, I can't see him anymore. Like, he stopped. So we kind of wait a few more minutes, and he takes a step out. And Casey goes, do you have a, and before he could even finish, I just shot and got him straight in the heart. <laughs> and he took off 11 yards and just dropped. And so. the 11 yards was because he fell over the hill, yeah. like a creek. He fell into a creek, so it literally went two foot and then fell in over a hillside and slid. He didn't even run. He literally fell in his tracks, oh, but just done. slid down the hill. Wow. And this I'm, is 142 inch, just... What's your? What do you think as you walk up on this deer? She thought she I, missed. She's like yeah. sitting here and she's like, she's like, I missed Casey. Yeah, because it was a 110 yard shot. It wasn't like a little chip shot. There's a lot of smoke. There's a lot of smoke. Yeah, so Casey's like, you got him, you got him, and I'm like, I no, I didn't, and I couldn't see him. So I was like, Casey, like, I didn't get him. I didn't get him. But like as soon as, as soon as she shot though, like I turned around and I completely tackle her. Like we're sitting <laughs> off on like, the tree. <laughs> we're sitting on a log. It's like I know they can't see us, but it's got like the butt seat and then it's got a back. That's why she liked the spot so much. The like branch a, had a recliner. It was like a literally. Lazy boy. So she's like sleep on me, lazy boyed out, and like, and so she then she took the shot, and I turn around and I tackle her. Well, then there's I'm not kidding you, biggest four point I've ever seen in my life. Probably easily a hundred inch four point standing there. I was gonna shoot it. So she used my gun to shoot that one because I had a scope. So I took the open sight one. I tried to pull up after we're. You know, deer. Like, yeah. if you have a muzzleloader, you shoot. They're gonna stand they're there for ten minutes. There. I don't know. It's a smoke. I think. I, it's I, yeah, and so. so, but then everything kind of settled down. Everything packed up. We started walking down. 
she had no idea she hit it. And she's like, there's no way. She's like, I missed, I missed. And I can, I saw it sliding down the hill. Like I saw mm. the big rack and so I knew it was down, but I, I was like, no matter what I could tell her, she was just like, no, no, no. I got up there, there's no blood. And I was like, I saw this thing. We're standing here like looking around. I like look over the hill and I was like, just nudged her. And she just. I took know. off down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> I, awesome. um, well, I didn't think before I shot either really. I was shaking so bad. I was like, if I don't just shoot, I'm not going to because I was so nervous. So I just kind of didn't think just shot. And then I was like, well, if I hit him, I hit him. <laughs> so that's another reason why I didn't think I got him was because I didn't really take the time to aim. Yeah. I just kind of thought if I don't shoot now, I'm going to lose him. So, so pull, just pull yeah. the trigger and let it go. <laughs> and that's awesome. I mean, that's exciting. That's a really cool. So you got this big, did you get it mounted? I wanted to, but I didn't have the money. We got it European mounted. I did, okay. I did a Euro mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. It's really cool to look back on it, though, because, like, I've got the pictures. At 9.39 in the morning, I have a picture of her asleep on my shoulder. And at 9.41, the video starts. Mm-hmm. And at 9.48, she's holding the buck. Oh, wow. So, like, it was, like, within 10 minutes. It was, like, asleep, woke up. And, I mean, they worked in probably, what, 100 yards? They were probably 200 yards when I first saw them. And, we're, like, we were on fingers. There's the public land kind of reaches down into this private, and there's this big creek. And so I knew that they'd bet on the fingers, the bucks would. And that's what I've always noticed in my, listen, like, my oh, yeah. time. Like, they, they bet above the does up on top of the points so they can see more, they can get more of the wind. They've got easier way out. And so we kind of sat up on top, and they just worked around that finger and came right up to us. And... We had a CRP field to our back, hard woods, and it was just acorns everywhere where we were sitting, and then just a straight drop off, and then a huge creek. So I was like, this is like a perfect, perfect area. And it just, I mean, it literally couldn't work out any better. I mean, it was <laughs> perfect. Well, from my vantage point, all I know is, Cammy, I've just seen you at church. I know your family and things like that, and I see an Instagram post of you holding a buck bigger than anything I've ever seen. <laughs> a little jealous, but really just I'm like, I didn't know Cammy hunted. And mm-hmm. so your second yeah. time out there with you with the weapon, you, you knocked down a big one. That's mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, my first deer. <laughs> so how? what's the plan this year? How, how are we going to get one down this year? I've got probably about the same size deer as last year on camera. And he actually, so I'm getting worried about EHD, right? I don't know if you're getting starting sweating about it. Not a lot yet. But I've been hunting Kentucky, and I've seen a lot of dead deer, and they've had over a thousand deer just on eastern Kentucky bordering West Virginia found already at the EHD, oh. and it's working its way in West Virginia. And of course, our number one buck. I, I won't start really hunting until mid, like late October, mid November, but her number one buck we've been after. He's been coming in right at dark, and he uh, he's just came up missing last week so i don't know i'm kind of getting nervous i'm just like kind of thinking of the worst thing possible i want to go out and check trail cameras tonight but hopefully she puts down another about 140 inch but <laughs> i bought her a compound bow so yes. okay so how's that been going it's been a lot of fun i it's kind of difficult because i'm not very strong mm-hmm. but it's been a lot of fun to learn how to do that it's very different than shooting gun obviously but yeah. It's a lot of fun. I think it'll be really, really exciting if I can kill a deer with it. Yeah, extremely I mean, rewarding. Mm-hmm. She's within a – so the first half an hour gun shoot, you know, you shoot 100 arrows, whatever, for over an hour time span. first half an hour, she's within a softball up to 30 yards. That's good. And 30 yards, I mean, it'll throw a basketball every once in a while. But after the hour, she gets kind of worn down and stuff. But I think that under 25 yards, she'll be able to, she'll be able to drop up. one. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So what kind of boat did you get? Oh, it was a – oh, man, you asked me too quick. So Diamond origi- Razor Edge. Yes. So oh, nice. originally <laughs> I bought back my first bow I ever had. Like it was my first bow, first bow I ever – or crop, 
compound bow that I killed a deer with. So like I went and I found a guy, I bought it back from him and I brought it back and weakling was too weak to pull it back. <laughs> so then not very big. I know. Not. <laughs> so then I called up my buddy. I was like, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, dude, them diamonds, those things, I mean, her boat can go from five pounds to like 70. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And it goes from like 11 inches <clears throat> to like 32. It's the most versatile bow I've ever like seen or laid my hands on. And it's all Allen. You don't even have to take it to a bow shop. You can change and modify the bow right there on the spot with one Allen wrench. Hmm. It's crazy. So, like, went and got that bow. I did take it to the shop to get a peep sight put on it and the uh, kisser button. Got everything kind of situated for it. Got the draw link set up professionally and took it home. And first shot, the sight was even perfect. Bullseye. Hmm. Second shot, bullseye. 20 yards, bullseye. I was, like, sitting here. I was like, oh, man. I'm going to get out of the shop with my <laughs> girlfriend now. Shoots bigger deer than me. It's like, ah. Oh. So I guess I guess I didn't ask that question. Were you able to get anything last year? I was not. The one the one opportunity I had, I I ranged the tree, right? And so we're up on the top of a shelf, about a twenty foot drop off, and then there's a shelf below us and he was out here. Well where I thought he was was at thirty three yards and he was actually behind the tree that I ranged, but it was so far away that it looked yeah. it played this is actually 53, so I pulled up. I used the one-pin sight last year, and I, I set it at 35, and I just I just let it fly, and I just barely zipped its belly. And oh, I mean, okay. It was that monster eight-point. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So that was my one chance last year, and I just kind of – I mean, I shot some West Virginia deer, like, but, I mean, I'm not one to say nothing to brag about. I mean, I worked hard for that five-point. It was his most gut-wrenching deer ever because I hit a limb and I hit him in the back hip. And so it was the first bad shot I've ever had, and it ruined me last year. Matt actually came out in hours of tracking that deer, finally found it, which I I caught the main artery. It was like a red carpet to find the deer, but um, he was alive whenever I first walked up on him, so it was rough. That is, that is challenging. I think whether you've been hunting it's your first year or many years, the last thing you want to do is injure one. But it yeah. happens to everybody. I had the same last year. You talked about distance. People on the podcast probably know this story. But last year I took a shot 60 yards at a doe and just learned pretty quickly how fast they can move in that amount of time. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how good you are at you know, shooting a target, the target doesn't move. <laughs> yeah, so, that's the problem. They like to yeah, dodge it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she ducked and moved forward and got shot. And it was just, I did find her the next day, but coyotes got to her. And yeah. So, you know, those are frustrating things you have. It you know, is. So. And, it, like, this sounds, deer going to waste is, like, a big no-no to me. Like, I've always been born and raised. If you kill it, you eat it. And so... It's horrible. Like, I've seen monster bucks that people, like, back out, and, like, they find, and, like, it's all eaten up, and they're like, oh, it's okay, I got my monster buck. And then, like, like you got that doe, and then you're like, well, I mean, it's awesome because you got your turf free and, like, like everything. But, like, I wish that people wouldn't look at bucks higher than does anymore because, like, yeah. I think we're getting more towards, like, the bigger rack. Like, I'm hunting public ground right now. Like, I go down to Kentucky. I've been down there twice already, and I've been skunked. And I was going to shoot a doe down there last, two, week, two, two times ago I went down there. I was going to shoot a doe. And I would have been so happy just to kill a doe because, like, it, it's hard getting out there, man. Yeah. I mean, public ground, uh, hunting the AEP strip mines in Ohio, I've been hunting it for five, six years now. And last year is when I finally figured out how to hunt it. And, I mean, it, it showed. Like, I got her a buck. I had my friends one deer last year. Like, I was finally figuring it out. Where I'm just traveling now, I want to hunt a new state every year. So I got Kentucky. And I've, so I've already finished Ohio and West Virginia. So now I want to do Kentucky. Next year I'm going to do Indiana. That's awesome. I'm just going to keep bouncing. Very cool. Well, guys, thanks so much. Uh, anything else, anything we forgot to mention, Any uh, anything like that? 
Oh, man, did you kill a buck last year? I did not. Uh, I had a situation where a buck stepped out beautifully at 30 yards, and I was a cameraman, not a, uh, not, <laughs> not a hunter in that moment. I, for some reason, whenever he stepped out into the wide-open gap, my hand was still on my camera instead of being at full draw like I should have been. Yeah. And I had plenty of time to think it through. I just... And, and what was funny, the funny part about it, and I'll share this footage at some point, I haven't yet, but I'm doing an interview. I hunted a lot last year. Yeah. And so I'm doing an interview complaining about the fact that I haven't seen a shooter buck and I've been hunting all these times. So <laughs> I'm doing this interview and I'm all like, you know, like, man, I haven't seen a shooter buck. I just haven't had anything, you know. And so I stop, I kind of stopped talking. I'm just kind of looking off to the left, you know, and I haven't stopped hitting, I haven't turned the record off. I'm sitting there and all of a sudden you can just see my eyes get wide. <laughs> there's a buck right there <laughs> and it came in perfect and I should have been a slam dunk and it was a skunk and uh so I learned my lesson you know the camera can get in the way and you need to just I need to go into kill mode at a certain point and just yeah. let the camera be so. it sounds like me this morning I was at first tree stand we were talking about earlier first time climbing the tree stand I got up and where I hunt with her when we first started hunting I didn't want to put her in a hanger I didn't want to have the pegs and stuff so I actually have a ladder stand that goes up and then I climb from ladder stand out of it into my hanger which is way above it and so she sits in ladder stand well I got in my hanger this morning first time I've ever taken a cup of coffee to the tree stand with me literally I had my thermos I was ready to go and I got my camera arm set up got the camera on you know took the Instagram picture well I had my thermos in the side I, I already drank three quarters of a cup of my coffee so like it's pretty much gone but I put it in the like corner of my backpack and I had my quivers in my backpack with all my extra arrows and I hung my backpack well because I heard something coming so I'm like sitting here I'm getting ready well, on the way in, I saw six raccoons. I don't know, reminder, I'm not hunting over bait. I'm not hunting over anything. Like, it's strictly just acorns and just wide open. Now, my neighbor, about 150 yards away, he's got corn out. But I'm like sitting here, I'm like sitting here, I'm like, what the heck's all these raccoons doing here? And so I get up there, and I hang my backpack, and it falls off my hook. So it hits, and coffee, the cup, like, comes open, so the smell of coffee just hits the air. I'm not kidding you. Raccoons came running from everywhere to get to my backpack. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my flashlight throwing acorns at them, doing whatever I can, like yelling at them. And I'm like, well, my hunt was there before it was even daylight. So it's 6 o'clock. I'm like sitting here. I'm like, oh. And for any of you coon hunters out there, you now know that caffeine is what the coons are really after. I couldn't yeah. believe it, man. I mean, they wow. were digging at the logs, and as soon as that coffee lid came off, it was just like a swarm. I was like, oh. <laughs> they're funny. big ones, too. That's funny. Um you guys have Instagram. If somebody wanted to follow along, uh, would you guys mind giving out an Instagram? No. So they can follow along. Go ahead and give that. Yeah, so my personal Instagram, I don't really do too much hunting stuff on it, but it's underscore Casey underscore Parsons underscore. <laughs> and then my hunting one, I believe it's just Tail Chasers with a Z instead of an S. So T-A-I-L-C-H-A-S-E-R-Z. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and Cammy, how about you? Uh, mine is Cammy dot Starkey, C A M I dot S T A R K E Y. Mine's not hunting very much, but you can see my deer on there. Okay. So if you want to see Cammy's deer, if you want to follow Casey or Tail Chasers, uh, check that out, and I'll leave a link below so you guys can uh, find that and follow along if you want to this year. But I just want to say thanks, guys, for sitting down. Uh, awesome story, Cammy. Congratulations Thank Thank again. You. And I hope that this year's just as exciting. I'm so. not waking her up this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. All right. I hope you enjoyed that uh, really cool footage that Casey got of Cammy shooting that buck. And like I said, that's posted, uh, should be posted on our Instagram page. I want to share that with you all so that you can enjoy that. Um, you know, as I was listening to that, I'll be honest. 
no Bible verses came to mind. I know you are absolutely shocked right now. Your mouth is probably hanging open. Um, but a lot of times I pick up on themes, and sometimes, you know, it reminds me of a Bible verse. But I just, you know, as I sat down and talked to Casey and Cammie, I just see two young people that are enjoying either a relationship with each other, going out and doing something that they're passionate about. And so uh, nothing kind of popped in my head. Um, I, I will just share this. This is something that I thought about. It kind of goes back to my hunt of shooting that doe. Um, on my Instagram, I posted that you know that I was blessed to go out and, and harvest this this dough, and and I said that because the Bible is going to talk about how every good gift is from God. Uh, so if you, there's good things in this life, we have to thank God for them because He gives them that. But I posted at the end of that that I would have been blessed even if I wouldn't have shot a doe. Um, just the fact that I have the ability to go out and hunt property, uh, private property, I've got permission to hunt places. Uh, that I'm physically capable of climbing a tree up to 30 feet, um, that I'm able to sit and just enjoy <laughs> even like a rainy night, you know, feeling the rain and feeling alive and breathing in the air and, and seeing the leaves change. Um, whenever Corey uh, and I talked about the hunt afterwards, he said, you know, I really enjoyed that. He goes, just seeing the the, the landscape change. Like he, he videoed probably <laughs> an hour's worth of just like the, the landscape in front of him, just the shadows and stuff like that. And it's stuff like that that we can take for granted while we're out hunting. Yes, I was blessed that a doe for some reason, maybe God directed her, maybe it's just natural, but she came my direction. I, I believe God had a hand in that. Um, but even if she would have gone the other way, just being out in the woods, uh, enjoying what Casey and what Cami are, are loving as well, that's a blessing. So don't take it for granted. Don't get so serious about shooting the giant booner that you lose sight of, of that fact. And, um, you know, enjoy, enjoy your time that you're given because not everybody gets that and uh, sometimes you can lose that. So that's my little soapbox thing for you. See, I did find something. I have to throw in something there for you. But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you don't follow Shedding Light, I, I, I hope that you would. We're doing Facebook and Instagram stories all the time. Just check out Shedding Light Outdoors and keep up to date with what's going on with our season. we got some videos that I'll tell you about uh, next week that should be out by then. And uh, until that time, remember to shed the light. <laughs>